Welcome to the Small Business Made Simple podcast, where we believe a website with a clear message never confuses, beats the competition, and grows your business. I'm your host, Sam Moss. Have you ever been around someone that just talks and talks, and they seem like they know it all, and they think that they have the answer to every single problem that don't even matter? Now, did you know that some businesses actually act this way too? They get way too excited about what they're offering, and they just talk about you know, talk about their business way too much and about how they have a great product or service um, that is just the best thing ever since sliced bread, literally. And what they seem to forget is that their product or service needs to actually solve a problem for their customers. Without solving a problem, your business is as good as sunk. Now, today on the podcast, I have a local small business owner, Stuart Samus, on the show. Stuart owns Centerway Execu Center on Market Street in Corning, New York, and he shares why your business should be solving a problem for your customers and how you can identify the problem your business solves as well. Now, here is the conversation with my good friend, Stuart Samus. Stuart, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. It is great to have you here, my friend. Well, thanks, Sam, for inviting me. I hope I can uh, supply some knowledge for people. You know, I'm absolutely sure that you will. Can you just share um, briefly what your business does and, and what you do as a business owner? Our business is a serviced office center. Um, we provide uh, office space for individuals who are just starting out in business, maybe transitioning. Uh, they need a full-time office. They need a part-time office. They may just need a cubicle or a work area. We also have conference spaces that we rent out. Um, the beauty of our business is that you uh, can rent uh, a space here for anywhere from one hour to a year, two years full-time. So it doesn't matter. We, we're not like a regular uh, commercial office where, you know, you have to sign a long-term contract and, and, mm -hmm. and that sort of thing. Uh, we supply all of the infrastructure also. And, again, you get one pay, um, one invoice at the end of the month. You're not running around, with, oh, do I have to pay my Internet? Do I have to pay, <laughs> yeah. you know, do I have to pay my electricity, all that? Uh, we take care of all that. So uh, it's it's. There, your offices are furnished. They're Class A facilities. We're right in downtown Corning, and it's it's a beautiful, beautiful building. I can attest that I've visited your offices before, and they are they're sharp, um, they're classy, and they are best of all right on Market Street. That's what I love probably the most. Um, and you know, your business is solving an issue because there are many businesses out there that they need an office, but they're not really in a place or need a place of their own um, where they have to go buy a building. So I think you guys really bridged the gap for business owners. And that really segues into what we're going to be talking about today, which is businesses need to solve a problem. And why do you think it is that businesses, they come up with this, this great idea and they think it's the best thing since sliced bread, but it doesn't actually solve a problem for their customers. Why do you think that is? I think part of it is ego. Um, mm -hmm or self-reflecting that because you like it means somebody else is going to like it. You think it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. Everybody's going to think it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. Right. It doesn't work that way. Mm -hmm. You have to have a product that people are willing to buy. 
to take uh, take advantage of it. You have to be solving a problem or a need that they they want. Yes, there are niche markets, things, pet rocks. You know, that's just a fad thing. Nobody needed a pet rock, but it, it was a nice little thing for a year or two. That's not solving a problem. We're, we're right, here trying right. to solve a problem, uh, getting people's businesses off the ground, giving them a professional um, look to their business. And that is is the problem that we've identified now when we went into our business um by by way of segue here i retired from corning incorporated 10 years ago along mm -hmm. with my business partner and neither one of us had ever heard of the service office business we were both up at the the research center and, and everything um now we're running around selling it uh so it, it's Coming up by talking with people and finding out what they needed. When when my partner left, Al Johnson, I won't just say partner. Okay, when Al uh, left Corning, uh, he started <laughs> he started looking for something, and he he was talking to uh, some uh, local business people and trying mm -hmm. to find out what was needed. And this came up. When I left, I started uh, consulting for nonprofits, and. Um, one of the things that I kept hearing from them was shared services, shared services in the concept of a shared office facility. And Al and I have known each other for almost 30 years. Uh, and we just were talking one day and boom, it clicked that this is, we should partner and, and get going and solve this problem that uh, we, we, we suspected was here. We got some feedback. Mm -hmm. it, it It's there. Um, it's a slow growth process, and that's that's another thing. When you're starting out in business and you're trying to solve a problem, uh, you better be patient. Right, uh, right, so, right. Um, and can you go into how you actually learned? Because some businesses they they jump right in and they don't really do their research to find out if it's going to be something that people need. How did you guys learn, and how would you advise a business? to do their homework and learn what people actually need and hopefully that you can well, offer it. Voice of the customer is is always critical. Make sure that you're out there talking to who you think are going to be your your clients and verify it. And and be ready also to um be disappointed uh that uh people don't always tell you what you want to hear or they don't always tell you actually how they feel about something because they don't want to hurt your feelings or mm -hmm. something like that. How do you get around that? Um, well, one of the things, again, with Al and myself, uh, Al's um, very good at uh, probing people for stuff. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, I'm, I'm somebody who uh, I listen a lot and uh, I observe um, and find out what people really want. Sometimes you have to realize that people may know that it's um, something that is needed, mm -hmm. uh, but it's painful and they would rather play the ostrich and stick their head in the ground. Mm -hmm. uh, and um, you just have to be able to constantly um, keep your your concept in front of them. And at some point, if it's a good concept, if it's a good business, um, It'll take off. It'll catch. Somebody's going right. to come along and say, this really needs to be done. Mm -hmm. um, 
And my experience uh, when I was at Corning, I, um, I was uh, an entrepreneur um, there. I would do um, a lot of projects that uh, were troubleshooting, uh, things that uh, people knew or management knew was, were, were problems, but mm -hmm. uh, you know, it, it falls outside the normal realm of business, but it was, they were usually risks. Uh, that kind of were, prepped you for what, what you're doing now, right? Right. And um, so anyway, that's, you know, you, you, you have to be there and work on it, work on it. Um, it wasn't uncommon for, for me to see uh, take up three to five years to get somebody to actually buy into your, uh, your proposals um, so, so for a project. So, you know, in here with this business, it took us several years to get it organized. And now we're, we've been open five years. We're getting traction. We're moving forward. But this leads me to the next section of the problem-solving part, and that is you have to be flexible. Mm. You have to realize that your product may need to be tweaked as you go along, and you may need to um, alter your direction somewhat. Um, yeah. We... Um, we we got business here again. I'm, uh, I'm sorry, I keep talking about our business, but no, it's uh, fine, yeah. absolutely. But we 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 got business here from directions we never thought of. Um, we have a, a you know a decent sized conference room that um, Huca College for four years has rented it two to three nights a week for their off campus classes. We never thought. And is that something you? even thought was going to happen in the beginning? No, never thought about it. Never. Yeah. You know, yeah. we figured, oh, you know, we have businesses come in and do, you know, a, a business meeting here, a business meeting there. Uh, we planned for attorneys uh, to come in and do depositions and the like, which is, it's taking off, but we actually, not here, here's where, um, not completely understanding where you're going on, right out of the back. We built mm -hmm. one of our conference rooms with um, with two connecting doors. I don't know, uh, two offices. So the idea was that we the attorneys, uh, if they were doing depositions and they needed to uh, go to a breakout area, we had these two offices adjacent to the room that they were meeting, but they were separated, mm -hmm. and they they could just move in there. That's never happened. <laughs> um, never happened. Maybe but, it will. Maybe it will, yeah. um, but the attorneys come in and they do their depositions mm -hmm. and they leave. And both, again, Al and I have had a lot of experience with depositions and working with, with attorneys uh, over the years. And, um, you know, you think from that experience, this is what we're, where idea, our idea came from, um, but we never checked it out with, um, with enough with, with the real attorneys, uh, right. you know, in, in, in the environment. And um, you, you hit some home runs, and then sometimes you don't. Just like you said with the the Cuca College, you would have never thought that would have been happening, but here you are, and it's really helping your business. Oh, absolutely! You know, the ha, just being aware of the various opportunities that are out there, mm -hmm. and don't come in and say, "Well, our business is designed to do this, and that's all we're going to do." When ninety percent of your business may be playing someplace else, that it's a market or a clientele that you never even thought of.
I'll be right back with the rest of my interview with Stuart in just a minute. So the problem we solve here at One Click Agency is many businesses have a website that is confusing and is tough to navigate. That's the problem. How do we solve it? Well, we design websites that have a crystal clear message for your customers. And guess what? They're easy to navigate. They're not confusing. And they're simple to use. That's what we do. That's how we solve the problem. And over the years that we've been solving this problem, we have found that so many businesses are actually making the same five mistakes on their website. So instead of trying to explain these same five, same five mistakes to everyone, what we did is we just wrote a PDF that you can download for free to help correct those mistakes all on your own. You can find this at oneclickagency.com forward slash five website mistakes. This is either spelled out or with numbers. It doesn't matter. Now you can even download this PDF and just look at your website. Maybe you don't want to fix anything and just say, you know what, I'm just going to look. And after looking and seeing if you make any of these mistakes, maybe you'll find one or two that you'll want to fix or your website developer can fix. They are so easy. It's foundational and basic stuff for your website. You won't regret it and will, it'll really help you grow your business. So do you want the people that are visiting your website to engage with your business? Check to see if you're making any of these mistakes on your website by going to oneclickagency.com forward slash five website mistakes. It's free. Oneclickagency.com forward slash five website mistakes. And I will explain what those mistakes are and how you can fix them. Oneclickagency.com forward slash five website mistakes. I think a lot of business owners, including myself sometimes, can really get stuck in that. And it's like, well, here we are doing this and we just got to push forward and there might be a new opportunity knocking. So I, I guess there's a line between that where it's like you don't want to completely overhaul and change on, on a whim. And, you know, one month you're doing one thing, one month you're doing another and you never get established. But where or how can we have a good mindset in that area? And where is the line where okay, you, you've changed every week now. What's going on? <laughs> right. Uh, well, first off, avoid the flavor of the month. Mm. I, I, that, that's, I've, I've known a lot of businesses, but you know, whether it's in the big corporate world or the small businesses where it's a fad and they, they're chasing the latest management fad down, um, that's, that's not going to work for you. Um, right. You've, you've got to make sure that when you have a general concept uh, for your business, uh, make sure that you have that flexibility there that when that market really materializes, and, and again, mm -hmm. the voice of the customer, make sure that that's a real market and, a, and you're not just chasing some whim. Be, be able to pivot or at least to, to move in, in that direction. And it got a, Example, a current example for, for that with, with our business here. Um, one of the, the many hats that I wore at Corning was a business continuity, uh, working on business continuity, vital records, disaster recovery, all different components of it. Not that I ran the whole thing. It was, I, I pulled a lot of that stuff together. And anyway, um, so when I started this business from the beginning, I said, this could be a distinct part of a business continuity program for, for small businesses. Mm -hmm. um, 
thinking that they may or may not have a disaster recovery plan, um, but not really thinking of the whole business continuity. And, and a lot of times people get trapped in that. So uh, I started working with uh, uh, another local uh, IT uh, provider. Uh, I don't know if you know Jeff Travis at, at Endeavor Services yeah, Group. No, no. Um, but you know, so we started working through this thing. And about two years ago, um, after Al and I had been able to settle our business down and, and, and start to build it and say, okay, we know we have to do other things because from the get-go, we knew that the um, office service part of this was only going to be part of our income, that we needed mm -hmm. to add other services to it. So we started really looking at doing the business continuity. And um, what we, we thought we were going to be doing was going out and working with the small businesses, getting them signed up, working through us to, to have relocation spaces and uh, some of the other attributes of, of business continuity of, above and beyond the typical IT disaster recovery component. Mm -hmm. Well, um, what turned out was we had three uh, IT providers, ISP, CLECs, those type, type of businesses, come to us and say, we need help. We have clients that need this sort of service, and we can't provide it. Can you help provide it, you know, wow. working with us? So mm -hmm. we're creating a partnership. That's really cool. Uh, and we've pivoted. We, are, we're, yeah. we, we moved from saying, oh, we're going to sell this service to we're going to partner and sell the service. We're not going to go direct at the end user. Uh, we're not, you know, we're not going to go to first click. Um, we're going to go through first clicks ISP. Uh, yeah. You might be your own ISP. I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know, you know, we're going to go through your ISP. We're going to go through your tele, uh, telephony company uh, mm -hmm. and, and, and provide a more uniform package. That's, that's the flexibility part of it. That's saying, okay, now I've got somebody who has a direct channel to the client and mm -hmm. whose clients are asking for this. Yeah. And you never really pivoted too hard off of your core underlying um, offer, which is office space and professional um, places where business owners can come and do their work. I mean, yes, you partnered, but the underlying thing is still there. I think that's what many business owners where the the new shiny toy syndrome comes in right. is they completely go off the rails and it's like well here this looks like a great idea and it's like wow that had nothing to do with what you're doing but what you're saying is you can pivot and you will and you'll need to but it should complement or go along with your underlying mission which has already been there exactly you you mm -hmm. you want to make sure that it's still true to your fundamentals um okay so Let's take your company. Um, mm -hmm. You're going along and you're, you're, you're very happy as a, as a web designer and you do wonderful work and you, customers are happy. And all of a sudden that shiny new toy, like you just said, pops up <laughs> and, and that's a gelati stand. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, 
Sam, you're not going to go running off to and create a gelati stand. Yeah, it has it has nothing to do with yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, you may come up with something that says, um, you know, maybe we want to move over and expand into some sort of um, uh, CGI work or something like that. Yeah. Which you know, it, it complements your right. core businesses. Right. No, I totally get it, and it's it. We we struggle with that as well, um, where it's like, is this a new shiny toy or is this something that can really complement what we do? And I think a lot of business owners really need to sit back and say, you know what, maybe this wasn't the best idea to open the lemonade stand on Market Street. And obviously, that's that's uh, a a very um, strong thing to say. I'm sure no one's really done that, but it's just an example. Um, Stuart, so the last thing I really want to touch on is... When we find our customers' needs, so we've done our homework, we've laid that foundation. How can we market to that and and talk to them in such a way that we are telling them that we are solving their problems instead of here's the product? Because I think a lot of businesses do that as well, where it's they are so excited about what they have and what they offer, and I've fallen into this as well. And it's like, wow, why would I need that? And and you're like, well, no, this is this is amazing. And how can we market and talk correctly? so that people know that we have something that can really solve an issue or a problem that they have. God gave you two eyes, two ears, and one mouth. <laughs> that's true. Use it proportionally. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's the first thing. Um, I think we all have experienced the car salesman Yeah. Um, who is out there telling you the the greatest you know things about this whiz bang car over here and this gadget over here and my my mentality basically is a car's got to be comfortable safe economical and easy to maintain um that's it's basic transportation to me uh, if it has a four or five speed transmission uh manual transmission that's that's even better you know yeah um but um i'm not i'm not into all these other things that that are there it's just something else that can break yeah and if your customer is coming to you with a problem they see a they have a problem mm -hmm. solve that problem for them if you have other things that you can add on, great. Solve their problem. Don't try then, add on right there, right? Yep, exactly. Just people will come along, and you know we have customers here that they come in. Oh, I want, um, you know, I want um, my own uh, office with my own conference room, and this, and we downsell customers mm -hmm. because the problem that they really have when we understand their problem is that they need a professional space to work in but you know again using our our business as an example here a conference room costs four times as much as an office <laughs> yeah. to outfit and operate uh -huh. and if you use it 25 percent of the time you're using it a lot yeah we have shared conference rooms take mm -hmm. the conference room when you need it that's when you're paying for it yeah and that goes i think that right there a downsell, if it's possible, I know that some businesses might say, are you kidding me? You're going to offer them something less. That's a great way to build trust uh, with a customer is what I found. Because when you're honest and you say, look, I, I see where you're coming from. 
we have this and it might actually save you some money. You might be buying something that's overkill and I'd hate to see you do that. That will go a long way with the customer. And can you attest to that? Absolutely. Can I ever? <laughs> um, we Well, uh, last year uh, when Wayfair was uh, moving into the area, you know, and they mm -hmm. have that big call center out there in Horseheads. Yep. Um, they they came to us and we worked with them and they took one of our offices, just one of our regular enclosed offices uh, to start off with because they just had one person here. And then they knew they were going to expand uh, because they had to use us for uh, they were using us for the interview processes for employees <laughs> and some other stuff. And they would they took a whole suite with us of offices. Um, but only for a short period of time. We, we, we didn't want to sell them the whole thing up front. We said, no, you just need this now. When you're ready, you'll take the other stuff. And it's worked out. It worked out well for us. It worked mm -hmm. out well for them. Um, and you, you build up that trust factor with, with people when you sell them what they need, not what you want to sell them. Yeah, that's a really good point. Really good point. Well, Stuart, I just want to say thank you so much for being on the podcast. Um, it is great having you here. It's an honor getting to listen to you and uh, learn from you about, um, you know, why a business should be solving a problem. So to close this out, can you just share with us where we can find out more about you and um, where we can find out more about your business? Sure. Um, well, our our website is Centerway. So uh, C E N T E R W A Y E C dot com. And, um, the email is info at centerway dot com. And, uh, if they want to get a hold of me, um, Samus S K at centerway dot com. So that's S A M M I S S K at centerway dot com. Stuart. Thank you again so much. You did a wonderful job. Well, thanks, Sam. I enjoyed this. If your business isn't solving a problem, then this is something you should really put some thought into right now. You know, like Stuart said, too many times business owners focus too much on how awesome and great their business is instead of what problem their business can solve for their customers. And I'm not saying you shouldn't be passionate and excited about what you do. You totally should. But you should also, in the long run, be thinking about what problem your business can solve for your customers because this is going to help you grow. And guess what? Once you know it, you can communicate that to your customers because you know, really that's what they want is to have a, a problem solved and that's why they're coming to you. And thankfully, thankfully for a lot of us, this is really just a simple mindset change and we don't need to change anything in our business. You probably already solve a problem. You just aren't really marketing that or telling people what problem you solve. So great conversation with Stuart. Be sure, be sure to check out um, his website, Centerway EC. Dot com that's c e n t e r w a y e c dot com please subscribe to the podcast and leave a review if you haven't already uh, this just helps get the word out 
and uh, more people will find the podcast, and I would greatly appreciate that. A quick final note, this is our last episode of the year because over the next couple weeks, you should be spending time with your family and friends during the Christmas season. So from all of us here at One Click Agency, we just want to say Merry Christmas, and we will be back at the beginning of the year with some incredible interviews and conversations. So be sure to subscribe and be sure to listen. Thanks as always for listening to the Small Business Made Simple podcast where we believe a website with a clear message never confuses, beats the competition, and grows your business. Merry Christmas, everyone.